end uh, with uh, the, the, lost, uh, the um, lost man, Lazarus, uh, hell, all of that. People's names are given, uh, not, a, not a parable. Uh, and, uh, and so just kind of a, a hermeneutical thing uh, for you to consider uh, today. But a lot of people think that the parable of the talents and the parable of the, uh, of the pounds, the ten minas, uh, a mina was a, a wage equivalent to three days, uh, three days wages, or excuse me, three months wages uh, at that time. Uh, and, uh, and so in this story, uh, the master gave uh, each of the servants the same amount, the equivalent of uh, those three months uh, in one pound uh, in his wages. Uh, and in the parable of talents, people got different amounts, all right? Um, the parable of the minas was, uh, was given to them on the road from Jericho to Jerusalem, uh, and the parable of the talents was after that at the Mount of Olives uh, is when, when that uh, parable was given. The audience for uh, what we read in Luke chapter number 19 uh, was a large crowd, uh, all those that had gathered. Uh, the uh, audience for the parable of the talents was just the disciples uh, themselves. Uh, and uh, the parable uh, that we read about here uh, deals with two classes of people, those who are servants of the Lord and those who are the enemies uh, of the Lord. As we're going to read here in a minute, uh, the parable of the talents deals only with professed servants, those who are uh, his children. Uh, and uh, this parable, uh, they receive the same amount. Uh, as I already referenced, the parable of the talents, different amounts. Uh, the talents are uh, worth far more uh, than the pounds that are referenced here uh, in Luke chapter number 19. Uh, the return is different, uh, and, uh, and, and on and on and on. So I'm saying all that to say there are different accounts and, and have a different um, reason uh, for Jesus giving that to them. And with the parable of the talents, uh, as God gives you, blesses you with finances, talents, giftings, etc., we're responsible stewards of all of that, and we give an account uh, for our stewardship as we stand before the Lord. Um, but make no mistake, um, even though we, as we labor work, remember I preach and teach that everything is sacred. Uh, there's no secular and sacred. As you work and labor, as we read recently uh, and, uh, on a Wednesday night, uh, you're the servants of Christ. Uh, and uh, so it doesn't matter if, if, if you turn bolts or uh, if, you're a, if you're a doctor, if you're a machinist, the fireman, whatever, a pastor, a teacher, uh, it, um, what you do uh, to, to earn money uh, in your life uh, is uh, important because you do that as to the Lord and you are a servant of Christ and you do that for him. And there's a level of accountability as we stand before God for that. Uh, but, uh, but that's not what this is teaching. This is something different, uh, and, and I want to get into that uh, here today. So let's, I'm going to read further down in the parable that we're going to come back uh, and look at uh, the parable and make an application. Uh, we read down through verse number 14, but verse 15 says, And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to, to be called unto him to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. So this is about, uh, about trading uh, in the, the, the pounds, the money uh, that uh, was given to them 
by uh, the nobleman. Uh, and he says this, verse 16, Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. Uh, and uh, this isn't a, a weight story. Uh, and uh, sometimes I feel that way during coronavirus. Uh, and uh, my pound has gained ten pounds. Uh, and, uh, but it's dealing with this money. Verse 17, And he said unto him, uh, Well, thou good servant, uh, because thou hast been faithful in very little, have thou authority over ten cities. Now remember, I've already referenced that this is a, um, a parable teaching about the kingdom that he is going to establish. Uh, it wasn't going to be right then. They were confused. That's what they thought. Uh, and we know that this is right before all the dealings with the crucifixion. Uh, and even after all of that, uh, they still um, didn't understand all that uh, the Lord had meant about this. So he's teaching them. They say they thought the kingdom was going to be there. And so he gives them this parable uh, and says, the one who uh, was faithful, he says, uh, I will give you authority over 10 cities. Verse 18, and the second came saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained five pounds. And he said, likewise to him, be thou also over five cities. And another came saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared thee, because thou art an austere man, thou takest up that thou layest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. And he saith unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest not thou my money into a bank, that at my coming I might have required mine own with usury. And he said unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound, and give it to him that hath ten pounds. And uh, they said unto him, Lord, he hath ten pounds. For I say unto you that every, unto every one which hath shall be given, and from him that hath not, even that he hath, shall be taken away from him. But those mine enemies, uh, which would not that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. A very interesting parable uh, and story uh, about trading. Uh, if you go back into verse number 13, when he said, uh, call them and give them 10 pounds, each servant, each got a pound, three months worth of wages, and he said to them, occupy till I come. Uh, that phrase, occupy till I come, uh, simply is put, put this money to work until I come back. You, you take what I've given you and you make it your business uh, and, you, and you work it until I return. Uh, and so there are three things uh, that I want to mention uh, briefly uh, this morning uh, and then another, I guess, couple of things uh, at the end uh, will be done in time. Uh, but uh, this is, uh, he wants them to be employed in trading uh, of, of this, these finances. Uh, and so we're going to look at the stock and trade, what that is, uh, and then we're going to look at the trading itself, uh, and then uh, the fact uh, that there's an audit. Uh, that how many of you like audits? Uh, and uh, you know, when you, whenever you get a letter, it could be like your tax return in an IRS envelope, uh, but the minute you grab it from your mailbox, your heart sinks because you don't know exactly what they're going to say. But here's the thing: at one point in our lives, is uh, we we're all going to stand before Him. And we're going to give an account. There's an audit that's done uh, on our lives uh, based on the Word of God. We'll read about that briefly in, in 1 Corinthians. 
uh, here in just a little bit in chapter number three. So if you want to find that, uh, we're going to be there uh, in just a little bit. So he says, put this money to work until I come back. And uh, no sooner did he give that instruction to them that a letter was received saying this nobleman uh, will not have, we will not have this man to reign over us. And at the end of the parable, he says, those who said we will not have this man reign over us, uh, bring them uh, and then slay them. Uh, you're going to judge them uh, at, uh, at that time. And so there are really three different people or, or groups of people that are referenced in this passage of Scripture. Uh, but as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, this parable is different than the parable of the talents, which really deals with the things that God has given us financially. Uh, it could be application could be made to the, the talents, the giftings uh, that God has given you. And God uh, gives to people differently. So there are people here financially who have little. There are people here financially who have more. Uh, and, uh, and every one of us are supposed to, biblically speaking, not related to this, but we're all supposed to be good stewards of that. Uh, if you want, it's the law of sowing and reaping. Uh, if you want more love, then you give more love. Uh, if you want more grace, <laughs> then you be gracious. Uh, you reap what you sow. So the idea in Scripture is that if you want more money, uh, then, you, then you sow, you give, and it shall be given unto you. And that's one of the principles concerning finances uh, in the Bible. And, uh, and by the way, if we're not faithful in little, God will not give us more. Uh, so part of the, you know, um, the instructions that God gives us concerning tithes and uh, offerings and givings, uh, giving uh, is, is helpful for us to know. So if, 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 you're, if you say to yourself, I can't afford to give, then you are the best candidate to give. Because by saying that uh, is saying you have need, but you sow into that need by giving biblically. That's the biblical economy. Uh, so so if, if you're broke, uh, then, uh, then you need to be more generous uh, and uh, to help you with all of that. You say, that doesn't make any sense. Um, there's a lot of things in the Bible, humanly speaking, that don't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, like one, um, how a, a dirty, rotten, wicked sinner uh, would be saved and allowed to go to heaven. That makes zero sense. Uh, but we believe that, don't you? Uh, and, uh, and so the Word of God teaches us those principles. We connect that, and we give an account of those things when we stand before the Lord. But the pounds, the minas that were given here, everybody got the same amount. So it's understood and believed uh, by biblical scholars, those who understand the kingdom preaching that is going on here, uh, that these pounds represent the gospel. Uh, the, the same thing was given to everyone there. So what they're, what they're, the stock in trade here, that the parable that Jesus is teaching them is that I'm going to give you any, and later on he commissions them uh, and, and it says the Holy Spirit's going to empower you. Uh, that's what they're trading in. Uh, in, in reference to this passage of Scripture uh, in the kingdom kind of uh, uh, mentality. And so it's trading in the gospel. So he, uh, as he saves me, uh, makes me a partaker of his grace uh, and gives me the opportunity uh, and the, the privilege, really, uh, to share the gospel with everybody else. And he does that for you as well. 
Um, you're saved, not to just hoard it unto yourself, but you're to be faithful uh, and uh, in, 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 in communicate the gospel uh, to all the people uh, that are in your life that you come uh, across. Now, uh, so the understanding by application is, uh, as he's teaching his disciples, his followers, uh, that he is referencing the message of Christ, uh, his message, his goals, his yoke. He's, he's taught them elsewhere uh, that they're to take on, they're to they're, they're take up their cross and follow him, that he was going to make them fishers of men. And when he said to them uh, who understood, and there's another context, we can't get into it, about uh, authorities, uh, kings and rulers in that time uh, where, where this resonated with them about a nobleman going to a far country because that had taken place like for real uh, in people that they understood in, uh, in uh, politics and leadership at that time. So he said, occupy, everybody understood, I'm going to give you these pounds and you make this work while I'm gone. Uh, and then when I come back, uh, there's this, uh, this accounting. And so the trading was communicating that he's saying, you need to make it your business, uh, my business, your business. Uh, and, uh, and when I come back, I'm going to check on it. And the Lord's business is, is saving people. Uh, and uh, so the idea is that uh, we make that our business. We take on his yoke. We live an exchange life. I cast my cares upon him. Uh, and, uh, and then I take his, his yoke and his burden upon myself. I exchange my life for his life. Uh, I'm to take up my cross and follow him. It's a crucified life. I'm a living sacrifice. Uh, that principle is borne out time and time and time again uh, in the Bible. So the, the, the stock in trade, if you will, is the gospel. What they are to do each and every day is to share the gospel uh, with people uh, and make it their business. So if I was to illustrate it this way, uh, you might be, um, I'll just pick, uh, is there a doctor in the house? There's no doctors here, so I'll just pick, I'll pick a doctor, because uh, then you can't say he's picking on me, all right? And, uh, and so if you're a doctor uh, and uh, you work at Good Sam's Hospital uh, and, uh, and you're making whatever uh, and, uh, and paying a lot of insurance uh, in order to make it uh, and, uh, and all of that, uh, and you are a doctor at Good Sam's, that is what you do to make money uh, to fulfill God's purpose and plan. Money doesn't just have value, it has purpose. So you, you know, if you're a surgeon, you cut on people, save their lives, there's an ancillary benefit to all of that in what you give back to society and uh, in, in humanity in that respect, uh, but that's your job, uh, and, uh, and you do that, but you're a Christian, uh, and you're about his kingdom, uh, and you don't trade it. When you stand before God, uh, if you're a doctor and you were the best doctor and you save lives, I believe with all my heart uh, that God sees that and, uh, and, and, and you'll be blessed uh, as, uh, as a result of it. Uh, but when God tries your works, uh, that's really not what he's trying. When we, if we stand before God and you got nothing in your bank account or you got a bazillion dollars in your bank account, um, that is going to matter very little to our Savior. Uh, we, there's that saying, um, only what's done for Christ will last. 
And, uh, and so, so there's principles in scripture about, you know, eat, drink, and be merry. Uh, I've kid about spend it, you know, before you die because your kids are going to fight over it. Uh, and, uh, and we'll say a lot of things about those types of issues uh, in preaching and teaching and counseling. It is important. I think you should save. I think that you should be wise. Uh, and there's a part of scripture that deals with all of that. But when you stand before God, you're going to give an account we're going to read about 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. Uh, and, uh, and to many Christians' surprise, uh, it has more to do with what we read about in the parable uh, of the minas than it does in the parable of the talents. Uh, and uh, as so you read, he gave to the one and he says, your pound at gain 10 pounds. And he said, all right, you're going to be made a ruler over 10 cities. The other one says, your pound at gain five pounds. He says, all right, you're going to be the ruler of five cities. Uh, and, uh, and the one said, hey, um, I was afraid of you. And so I hid it in a napkin. And God, uh, uh, the nobleman said uh, that you're a wicked servant. Uh, and, uh, and then deals with uh, the other crowd uh, here in a minute. But what, what should we do? As a doctor, we should be sharing the gospel with people. Um, he should be not so busy being a doctor that he can't go soul winning. Um, he, you know, as much, he could, he could save, uh, you know, a thousand physical lives. Uh, but if somebody who is dear to him, that he is around each and every day, dies and goes to hell, and he doesn't share the gospel with them, their blood is on his hands. Uh, I remember uh, with one of my loved ones years and years ago, and when I was in Bible college, and uh, they were wondering about you know, my choice uh, of, of career uh, and all of that, and I said, you know what? Uh, I, I said, I could win thousands to Christ, but if you die and go to hell, I'll be a complete failure. And what I meant to them, uh, or for them to understand, is that God wanted to save them, that they were important to me, uh, and, and that I wanted to see them trust Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So if you're a doctor, or if you're a lawyer, if you, if you work at the factory or whatever it is, uh, and, uh, and you're exchanging time for money, and throughout your years, you, you save a little uh, with hopes that uh, at the end of your life, whether you're not physically capable of or you want to retire, you have something to live on. Uh, and so you, you scrimp and you scrimp and you save and you got this big, huge nest egg and then you die like the day after you retire. And, uh, and so not to say, uh, some, people, some people outlive uh, their savings. Some people don't use it. Uh, and, uh, but when you stand before God, uh, and you had and you had uh, millions and millions of dollars in your in your four hundred one k, and uh, and you say to the Lord, Lord, I've been saving that my whole life, and you, didn't, you weren't going to give me any time to enjoy it. Um, you see how we just get things so out of perspective, because God's not going to care how much is in that account. Um, who 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 cares are the one who are left behind, and that's the analogies that we read about in Scripture. Uh, is whose will it be, and, uh, and on and on and on. So this is about the gospel. It's about the kingdom uh, and sharing the gospel and making that he says, while you take what I've given you and you trade upon it uh, while I'm gone. And, uh, and two of them traded on it, and one of them didn't. Uh, and, uh, and the nobleman said uh, that uh, you, sir, are a wicked servant. 
And so we have the stock and trade being the gospel. We have the trading being our communicating, our sharing of it. Uh, and, uh, and then um, there's an audit. Here in this story, he came back and he asked. He says, hey, what have you done with what I've given you? And some said, uh, I've, I've done well. Uh, and he blessed them. Here's, uh, I'll make this quick application because I'm out of time. Um, I believe uh, that there are rewards in heaven uh, for uh, the Christian. The Bible says there are crowns to be won. Uh, we lay up treasures in heaven. Uh, there's all of that. There's a mansion uh, being prepared for me. Uh, and as I told that man the other day, I said, maybe today you added a few thousand square feet to your mansion uh, by, by doing kingdom work. Uh, and, uh, and not doing it for money. Uh, we don't know how that all works, uh, but God is preparing a place for us. I hath not seen nor ear heard, um, you know, is what the scripture, how the scripture describes it. We imagine it. We, have, we, we kind of curate in our mind all these things which we believe uh, heaven will be. Uh, and, uh, but here's one mistake that we make. Um, according to this parable, uh, our eternal reward is not rest, but more responsibility. Because that's what this is teaching. When you're faithful in this life uh, and uh, in with the message that God has given you and you share the gospel, he says, so when he said, you'll be faithful and he places you over cities. So when I, when I kid around and I say, uh, if somebody says, Pastor Reno, you're not the judge of me uh, and that God would put them in my city during a millennial reign, because there's an, uh, an application. I'm, I'm being silly about that, but there's also an actual real application. And so I believe that if I'm faithful as serving God here in this life, uh, that during that time, uh, I'll be given more responsibility and more authority. Uh, and, uh, and it's based upon the things that we do. God judges all of that. Uh, and so these cities, and, uh, and uh, is, the, is the illustration in my mind about that. And so there are rewards in heaven, but there are also rewards here. God says if you give, etc., and serve, there's 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Uh, there's blessings of serving God now. Uh, and what some Christians don't understand uh, is and why they don't serve right now is they think everything's out in the future. Uh, but yes, there is. Uh, but there's also now, and of course, obedience being the great reward uh, as I try to please uh, the one who saved me and died uh, for me. So there's an audit. Let's turn to quickly to 1 Corinthians uh, and uh, in chapter number 3. If you haven't turned there already, like me, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. Uh, and again, i got to hurry, uh, but here's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. Let's begin reading. Uh, and, uh, uh, well, he says in verse 9 that we're laborers together. You're, uh, you are God's husbandry. You are God's building. Uh, you are, uh, the Bible says, his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. According to the grace, verse number 10 of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how uh, he buildeth thereupon. So it's not just when God judges works when he judges, he judges what sort they are. And when God blesses and gives rewards, he doesn't give rewards uh, based on success, but on diligence. Uh, I believe that there are going to be preachers who have pastored 10 people in some cornfield in Nebraska who are, are going to receive uh, more blessings uh, than, uh, than pastors who have pastored you know, thousands. 
because they were diligent and they were faithful and it was of the right sort. Uh, and, uh, and so just because something's called a church doesn't mean it's a church. Just because uh, something's growing doesn't mean that God's blessing it. Uh, if, you, if you hit a raccoon on your way to church today, uh, on your way home, when you pass that raccoon again, it's going to be bigger because it's bloating. Uh, and, uh, and so there's a lot of ministries that are, just because they're big uh, doesn't mean uh, that they're right. Uh, and, and God does not reward us based on successes that we think, but diligence. And if you faithfully serve God and share the gospel and present the gospel to people, uh, God will see that and he will bless you and he will reward you. Verse 11, for other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. That's what I was alluding to. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, uh, he shall receive reward. If a man's work uh, shall be burned... He shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet as so by fire. That's that refiner's fire. The Bible says your, your, your works will, uh, will burn up, but you yourself will not burn up. You're saved uh, to the uttermost, uh, God says in his word. Uh, you are, it's an eternal life that he has given. Uh, and, uh, but here's, here's the deal, and the biggest takeaway that I want you to get from this message, from this parable, is that God has given you um, a ministry. The Bible describes it as the ministry of reconciliation. Your job as a Christian is to tell people uh, about the precious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, And that is your primary um, responsibility in your work and labor as a Christian. Your ultimate goal is to give glory to God. Uh, You you turn bolts, you run wires, uh, you plumb sinks. Uh, you, 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 you buy, you sell, you do, you make money, exchange time for money, but that's not why you're here. It isn't. It just isn't. And there's no way that you can convince me. And, uh, and, if, you, and if, you, if you work your job 10 years, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, uh, same place, whatever, uh, and, uh, and you live, uh, and, uh, and at the end of it all, you got money and stuff, uh, and, uh, and everything that comes with success in that, in that way, great. But when you stand before God, it's this that you're going to give an account for. What did you do with the nobleman's um, stuff? What did you do with the gospel? Did you trade upon it? Did you make it your business? Did you share it with your coworkers? Did you share it with your neighbors? Who is going to be in heaven because, because you shared the gospel with them. And so when we stand before God, uh, he, he basically lines out here, there were those who were faithful servants, uh, those who, who took uh, what the nobleman gave them and traded upon that. They occupied till he returned. There are those who were unfaithful believers, uh, those who were uh, saved. Uh, when, when the Bible says um, everything gets you know, burnt up, but they're saved and so by fire. Uh, would, uh, one way to, to express that uh, uh, it would be they were saved by the skin of their teeth. It's when somebody says, I might not have a mansion in heaven because I don't serve him. I might not have rewards, but at least I'm going to be there. I've had people say, I might, have, I might be in a doghouse in heaven, but, I, but, I, but I'm on my way. 
And, what, and if you're saved by the blood of Christ, heaven will be your home. Uh, you can't lose it. You can't sell it. You are ter- eternally saved. Uh, but, but there's more to your life than that. And it's trading in the gospel. And it isn't just my job because I'm the preacher. It's your job too. It's what you're supposed to do in this occupying time. And so there were faithful servants. They were, there were un, unfaithful servants, uh, like the man who said, uh, you know, um, I know that you're in control, and I know that you have a will, and I know that you're going to do what you do, and that you're an austere man, that you, uh, you take down uh, where you haven't laid anything, you, you reap where you haven't sowed. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, there's a lot of Christians who, who adopt that mentality, saying God's just going to do what he's going to do, whether I'm involved or not. Uh, and, uh, and, and so uh, I didn't do with the gospel uh, with, with, my, with my mina, uh, I didn't do with it uh, anything. I just, I just, you know, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. See, the, the hiding it, God doesn't, you don't set a, 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 you don't do that with the light. It says, if your gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. And he says, it's a shame when we do that. And so it is, it is a parable about what they were supposed to do uh, with the message of Christ. And so there were those type of people. But then there was also the third group of people that were present. And that's the ones he said, uh, said this man will not rule over us. So you could be here today and, and you say, Pastor, I'm not a faithful servant or an unfaithful servant. Uh, I'm, not even, I'm not even in the picture because I've not even accepted Christ as my personal Savior. I've lived my life, uh, and I wouldn't have that man to rule over me. Uh, I've, I've, I, you may have communicated this way. I'm not ready yet to give my life to Christ. There are things that I want to do before I do that. Or you might say, I understand who Jesus is, but I'm just not ready. Uh, I, I just, I can't commit uh, to that. I can't give my life to Christ because when you believe, uh, when you get saved, that Jesus saves you and he becomes your Lord and Savior, uh, that's a pretty big deterrent to people who aren't, uh, like, they're like King Agrippa, almost persuadest thou me to be a Christian. I, I, I know what you're saying is right, but it's not for me. In the end, uh, it's, uh, it says in uh, verse number 20, uh, 27, but those mine enemies. He said, wait, I'm, I'm enemy. The Bible says enmity, enemies. You're either a child of God, the Bible says, or you're the chi- a child of the devil. I didn't write it. That's what the Bible says. God loves everybody, but not everybody are his children. That's just a, it's just a lie from the pits of hell because, because when you're lost and you get under conviction, if you can say, well, God is love and we're all his children and we're all going to a, 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 the same place different ways, well, that would be wonderful, but it's just not true. You can only get to heaven through Jesus Christ. And so that's, uh, he's, he's saying you have, to, you have to share this with people. Uh, and, uh, and those who aren't saved suffer. Uh, everlasting judgment uh, because of that. So uh, all that to say, this parable is about what you do, how you trade in the gospel. If, if you are not uh, a soul winner, I was talking about soul winning. I had somebody uh, say to me the other day uh, through their mask, they said, 
Uh, there's not enough evidence uh, that I can believe. And I said, oh, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, what do you got on your face? Well, I got a mask. And we just talk about you know, all the evidences and science and everything else. And I said, well, you're, you're, you're believing everything. Uh, and, uh, but there's a lot of things that we do in our life that we don't really understand, and we do it anyway. And, uh, but um, Jesus came, died on a cross, shed his blood for my sins and for your sin, was buried, he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. You need his payment for your sins, or you will not go to heaven. You don't go to heaven by your works. Uh, if uh, if uh, if uh, that uh, whoever it is tomorrow uh, preaches the the memorial service and I don't get to, uh, he is going to say that maybe hope so. If your if if your good stuff outweigh your bad stuff, then maybe hope so. Uh, and because that's what that doctrine teaches. And if and if uh, if they didn't if they didn't get there, then then you can pray. And you can, you can pray them out. They believe in purgatory. All this stuff is not in the Bible. If that, that man knows Jesus Christ, he, he made a profession of faith. The Bible says he is in heaven based on the promise of God's word. There's no hope so about it. And he is saved today because somebody told him that Jesus loved him and that he needed to be saved. I'm here today because somebody shared the gospel with me. Uh, and uh, and you're, you are here today because of that. If you're here and you're born again, you got, you got saved either in a church. How many of you got saved in a church service? All right. Uh, all right. How many of you got saved, somebody taking a Bible and showing you how to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Uh, and uh, even if you got saved in a service because a preacher was doing it, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You, your responsibility is to be a soul winner. And uh, bottom line, and it, it, it doesn't matter if you work 60 hours, 70, 80 hours a week at your job, you've got 15 kids, uh, a 100-acre farm that you got to work. Um, it, it, it doesn't matter. And so if, if your excuses for not presenting the gospel, people won't fly with anybody else. You think they're going to fly with God? He's going to say, well, who gave you that 100-acre farm? Uh, and by the way, those 15 kids all belong to me. You are stewarding them too. And, and he'll just go through all the mistakes we made about that. Uh, and, uh, and the job that I gave you uh, was never, never intended for you to drop the ball with what I gave, what I gave you responsibility to do. And, uh, and so you stand before God thinking, boy, you killed a bear. Uh, you got, uh, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of success and everything else. And you stand and you find out that that wasn't what life was all about. And God says, all right, um, I'm going to give your blessing to this little old lady over here. And you're like, whoa, she already got 10 talents. You wicked servant. And, uh, and I just don't, I want to stand before God and God say, well done. I don't want to go, thou wicked servant. But Lord, I didn't, no, no, I gave you a responsibility. And it was a, it was a tremendous responsibility. Uh, and you didn't do anything with it. And your neighbor died and is going to be cast into hell because, because you tight-lipped for the 20 years you lived next to them. You never, you never shared the gospel. You never invited them to church. 
uh, and uh, you, ne- you didn't live your, your, your gospel in front of them, uh, and, uh, and their blood is going to be upon your hands. And we can have every excuse under the sun, uh, but none of it's going to cut it. Uh, this is not the parable of the talents. This is the parable of the meanness, uh, and we've been all given the same amount, and we're all supposed to do with it what God intends for us to do with it. Um, but when you stand before God and you say, God, I just, you know, I know soul winning was, and again, please don't misunderstand, and I've got to hurry. If you don't go to organized soul winning at your local church, doesn't mean that you're not a soul winner. Because you can share the gospel all day, every day, at your work, at your recreation, or whatever. So if you don't come Saturday to Saturday soul winning, um, you're not going to die and go to hell uh, because you didn't come to Saturday soul winning. But when you stand before God and say, I didn't go to Saturday soul winning because I was working all kinds of overtime, uh, and that was, that was my me time, and, uh, and I, didn't, I didn't share the gospel with my neighbor because I just, I just didn't really want that whole awkward dynamic. What if he says no? And then I got to just every day come home and whatever, and we run and hide from each other and, and, uh, and on and on and on. All the, every single, it doesn't matter. You just muster up a reason in your head uh, about why you don't share the gospel with people. I don't have time. I'm not equipped. Uh, I, I just, uh, I don't have a burden. Uh, and and, and you, just, you just write them all down, all the possible reasons to not share the gospel with people. Uh, and then when you stand before God, you give that list to him. And you're going to suffer loss. That's what the word of God says. So, so pastor, what do I do? Find somebody to give the gospel to. Do it today. Do it tomorrow. Somebody you're praying for on, that, on the prayer list, you, give, you call them say, you know what, I've been praying for, you, for years, and I've never told you what Jesus has done for me and what he can do for you. Uh, and uh, you got opinions about everything under the sun. And, uh, and, if, and if somebody wants to ask you about the coronavirus or about politics or whatever, boy, you got, you got, you got opinions. But then we don't share to them with them the most important thing. And uh, it's, it's more important than anything, and we know that. But what do we do? I don't want to, you know, it's religion and politics. You just, if you want to be, you know, okay with people, you just keep your mouth shut about both of them. And uh, if you had to pick one, you know which one you're supposed to, but not the other. So maybe the Lord has placed in your heart and mind somebody you know that needs the gospel. Um, would you commit to God today somehow, some way? And if you seriously, if you're like, I just, I just can't. I know they need Jesus, but for whatever reason, I can't, then I will. You take me to them, and I will give them the gospel. And, and you, can, you, can, you can do this way. You just say, you know what, I'm just really bad at this, and so I brought this guy to tell you something. And I'll tell him. That's it. Tell him what he got to tell me. Jesus loves you and he died for you. Here's what the Bible says. And uh, I like this one old biker guy. He'd knock on the door and people open the door. He got, I got a message from God for you. And he'd just walk right in the house <laughs> and, uh, and tell him what the message for God was. And uh, one time I, uh, my pastor sent him to this one place and, uh, and, uh, and uh, he opened up the door and just like marijuana smoke just billows out and they're in there doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And he just walked right in the middle and he, and he ran back to the church and said, you did that on purpose, didn't you? Uh, and uh, the guy walked us right into it. Hey, you have a message from God to give to people.
It is more important than any other message you got. No matter whatever, whatever else you're trading in, Tupperware, Plexus, Optavia, I'm always, I'm always looking for a way to get, I'm always looking for a way to get that, you know, the proposal in. Got to find an angle. Do that with the gospel, and God will bless you. Let's all stand uh, with our heads bowed and eyes closed this morning and say, Pastor, you know, I am um, faithful, wonderful. I'm, I'm witnessing. I am. I know I am. Praise the Lord. But I know that there are scores and scores and scores of people in this room um, who haven't shared the gospel with somebody in a long time, some who have never in their entire life as a Christian shared uh, the saving grace the good news uh, with another human being. And I'm just asking you today uh, to take this parable that Jesus intended for us to learn about the, 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 the gospel, uh, the kingdom, uh, and blessings, and responsibility, uh, and realize that uh, you've been saved not to rest, but to get, be, give great responsibility. And, uh, and the more you do now, the more you'll have then, uh, as far as that responsibility is concerned, uh, but, uh, but that's why God saved you. And so maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I'm not saved. I don't know Jesus is my Savior. Or heads are bowed and eyes are closed. You say, that's me. Would you pray for me? Anybody at all? Say, I'm not saved. I know I'm lost and I, and, and I need Jesus as my Savior. Anybody at all? Uh, well, Christians in the room, is there one person you can pray for today and bring before God? Is there, is there a need in your life to be a messenger of the gospel? obedience to him burden yes but if no burden you still got to do it it's your responsibility it's why you've been saved and when you stand before god uh and uh and you just lived your whole life for you and for money and for stuff um it's not going to cut it god's going to go you missed it that's not why that's not why i left you um you haven't been a good a good steward and a good servant just fix it today uh, and uh, is all that we can do. As piano begins to play, if God's spoken to your heart, you just pray and say, God, I need to be a better soul winner. Uh, God, I'm, I need to pray for my uncle, my aunt, my mother, father, sister, brother. They need you, and you've saved me and given me uh, the ministry of reconciliation. I can, I can tell them about your saving grace, and I haven't. God, forgive me and help me open up a door of opportunity for me, for me to do that. Would you please?